Hello and welcome to Hangouts and Headlines, October 25th, 2022. Today we're going to be talking about all sorts of things, I have no doubt, and I have words with my Australian chat members as I did not experience the same lovely Monday that they promised me yesterday. But that notwithstanding, we've also got some interesting things to talk about with respect to one of those trials that a number of you have asked me to comment on. Um, and as I've said in the space on YouTube and elsewhere, you know, one of the interesting things about joining some of the trial coverage that I have this year is that I'm not a trial lawyer. I'm not a litigator. Uh, and so very often I watch from afar. I watch my friends on YouTube, otherwise cover what they're covering. Uh, and I think there's been some really great coverage of the Daryl Brooks trial, which is what we're going to talk about today. But for the most part, I'm interested in how things are covered. Uh, yet I can't skip on this particular set of circumstances because if you haven't been following this particular trial, which is about the defendant in the Waukesha parade, murders, killings, however you want to look at it, while the allegations are still pending and the court trial is still going on, it has gotten very, very wild, as it so often does when you've got litigants, in this case, Mr. Brooks, that is representing himself. Uh, and seeing the judge have to deal with that, seeing exactly how the court system deals with that, I think has been informative for a great number of people. But I want, also want to give credit to what I saw while looking at this over the past few days, uh, which is local reporting, uh, right? We do a lot of talking here in headlines about reporting that I think fails in some way or another or puts its editorial spin on certain things. And certainly when you're talking about local reporting, that is a big risk, right? You've got a audience that is affected by these events that wants to hear um, potentially incendiary things. And I want to give credit where it's to deserved. Uh, in how this trial has been covered by one specific outlet in particular, but I really think this goes across the board um, in Wisconsin where this is happening. So everything I've looked at has taken this kind of very news approach. And I think to some extent that local news on the on the street reporting uh, that we see often does better uh, than some of our, our national spotlight media. Uh, the other thing I would add to this, and I'll say this again when we get into the headlines in a, in a couple minutes after we do Hangouts, um, is that uh, there are a great number of awesome people already on YouTube and elsewhere talking about this. The one that I would recommend the most, and I think she'll be covering it again later today, uh, is Emily D. Baker. Uh, and I will link a video uh, in this description after I'm done with this episode to the coverage she did live of what was happening yesterday that we're going to talk about kind of in headline form uh, today and how it's been reported on and kind of look at exactly what various outlets are doing with both kind of a timeline, Twitter thread almost, uh, and then kind of the summary, which is a little bit more editorial. We'll call out those words and see exactly what they're doing headline-wise, uh, but how it doesn't really rise to the level of the problems we've seen with things like Depp v. Heard and other national news stories and people that are only tangentially following something. Uh, so much like we talked about with respect to Depp v. Heard, I think that there's value in having people that are actually watching the thing, are actually looking at the thing, um, and I cannot claim to be the expert as to everything that has happened in the first three weeks of this trial. Uh, I've popped in uh, during my workday and otherwise to follow this thing, and it, it got wackier and wackier and wackier. Uh, and if you don't know the timing, the evidentiary phase, what I usually call the main phase of the trial, ended yesterday uh, against objections, basically, not really framed as such, uh, from the defendant. Uh, and closing arguments are to be today uh, if... They get through some, I think it's 170 jury instructions or something along those lines. We'll get, we'll get to the articles. We'll talk about those. I know a number of you are interested in it. A lot of you asked me about it, which I always feel a little bit reluctant to kind of dive into 
without uh, without a litigator on board. But we're going to talk mostly about the reporting and just kind of clue people in if you haven't been following this, that this might be a day to follow it because you'll get the prosecutor's def- uh, closing arguments and you might get the defense's closing arguments. There are some things that are questionable there and it's unclear exactly what the judge will allow in her courtroom. So that's the status of that. That's the headlines we're going to be covering a little bit later today. Um, And we'll talk about the courtroom experience with that. We'll talk about the jury's experience with that, why the judge is acting the way she is, why there's an alternative courtroom that they essentially send the defendant to, all all sorts of things like that. Uh, But for right now, how are you doing? Where are you hanging out from? Australians, tell me Tuesday's better than Monday uh, because I was promised a, a, a somewhat comfortable Monday And honestly, we don't need to get into it, but it was not that comfortable. (laughs) So how's everybody doing? Uh, What's everybody talking about? What's everybody uh, going through this Tuesday? Uh, Where where you're working? What are you excited for? Uh, Movies, television, video games, fun stuff. Let's talk about that before we get deep in the weeds here. Laurie, you know, is doing great daily recaps. I've seen that. I've seen that. He has uh, his timeline is all stuff about this trial. So do check him out as well. Uh, EDB already has a placeholder up for today's stream. I have no doubt. I have no doubt. Uh, So I highly recommend uh, Emily uh, talking to you about all this stuff, former prosecutor. Um, And so uh, she's a great, great, great uh, commentator on this kind of thing. Uh, EDB will be live again this morning at nine central. So that's only like two and a half hours away. Um, So uh, that's uh, that's worth checking out. I watched it on Law Talk with Mike until Emily went live and felt guilty to switch, so I left his feet on the phone on silent. I can't speak for Mike, and that's very generous of you, but we understand uh, that you, you have your favorite spots to go check out things, and some people are going to like uh, Emily, and some people are going to like Mike, and you know maybe some people are going to like me. Probably the folks that are in here this morning at the crack of dawn in the East Coast of the United States. Uh, but uh, we all understand that, uh, so you don't need to you don't need to keep the feeds on uh, just to just to make our uh, just to make our egos happy. I promise. Uh, but I really appreciate. It. I'm sure Mike does too. Uh, good morning from Boca Raton, Florida. Coffee and a yellow heart emoji. Good morning, Boca Raton. Good morning. Hoglaw is a traitor. Oh no, I got enough of these comments already, man. Uh, LTWM needs to be recommended way more. Even Ben Bateman and John O'Brien are there. Uh, law talk with Mike. Yeah. Okay. I, I don't know that I can be a traitor to something. I have not sworn an oath of fealty to, uh, but I appreciate it. Ardo. I was recommending a different person, but you can absolutely check out Mike. If you want, you can check out anybody you like on this stuff. Uh, what I'm saying is I don't recommend checking out me for the litigation coverage alone. I can appear on other people's channels, but I am a transactions attorney. I'm trained in the law. I can talk about all the things and all the magic words, but I do recommend people that actually do trial lawyering for a living, right? (laughs) I was happy that Emily covered part of the trial, makes it easier to watch. Yeah, Emily's fantastic. Uh, All of LawTube is doing a DB Live today. I'm gonna be working. (laughs) I'm gonna be practicing law. I know it's not quite the same, uh, and that some of you envision me as just prepping LawTube videos all day. Uh, but no, I, I will be uh, drafting some documents and reviewing some other documents and otherwise talking to clients and practicing law uh, today. Might still get a virtual legality out. Can't promise I won't do that. Uh, but I know that I won't be live with the closing arguments. So sorry. I also, I mean, reading jury instructions, that's not my favorite part of a legal stream. So what can you do? 
107 pages, not 107 jury instructions. This is going to take a while. Now, the good news is jury instructions are often kind of formatted in the way that they are. Um, uh, you, you, you put them into a giant package. So uh, for 107 pages, chances are a lot of those are half pages. Uh, and it might go a little bit faster than you would think. But yeah, it's going to be it's going to be reading, reading out loud, reading out loud with the court or reading out loud with the court and Emily and Mike or whomever you choose to read out loud with the court with. It's like a nice nighttime bed reading about intentional homicide. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, that poor, poor jury. I think Calista's got it exactly right. Jury is uh, jury has gone through some stuff here. Uh, and as we talked about in the trials we covered, you know, it's important for the courtroom to try to keep the evidence that the law has deemed to be unfit out of the jury's ears. And that has been a continuing problem in this court case. And I really do think the judge has exhibited a great deal of patience. That's what you want to see from a judge. Uh, and yet it is a little bit out of control. Alleged defendant, right. Right. So one of the arguments that Mr. Brooks has made is effectively that Wisconsin doesn't have the right to sue him, doesn't have the right to charge him with crimes uh, because and I may be getting this wrong. So, chat, you can correct me on this because the state of Wisconsin is not an individual, is not a person. It's uh, effectively a legal fiction that he argues doesn't have the right. Now, I'm going to tell you this. No legal advice. That's not a winning argument in an American courtroom. Uh, but that is what he has presented. And that's where you're seeing some of the other lines come out uh, across my colleagues is there have been um, there have been many moments where things have gotten a little far afield, I would say. I've been watching nonstop while prepping a class. Of course, today I have a meeting smack dab in the middle of the day. I think there's a decent chance nothing's happening in the middle of the day. Uh, they're trying to get through the jury instructions in time to allow a two hours of closing argument that would potentially be at, towards the end of the day. So. Hey, cross your fingers. Maybe you don't miss any of the uh, any of the exciting stuff. Jury instructions are probably not going to be super exciting. Super exciting. The commentator maybe. The jury instructions probably not. Um, if you want kind, go to Emily. If you want naughty, go to Mike. I am not going to speak on these specifics. You know, obviously. Uh, you can go and watch whomever you choose on these kinds of things. I haven't actually seen Mike cover this trial. I hope he's not being too naughty uh, in his coverage here, but you know maybe that's uh, maybe that's the vector you want to take this from. Good morning, Hogue, Mrs. Hogue, and Hangouts and Headlines friends. Enjoying tea from Southeast Ohio. Red heart emoji. I'm enjoying tea from Southeast Michigan. So one state north. Evening, Hogan chat. Uh, I actually don't know this one. Is that orbiting hearts? Um, well, good evening, uh, Brissy girl. Really appreciate it. Nice to see you. Uh, yeah, not, Natalie's coverage has been very insightful and hilarious. Yep. I, I, I can assure you that there's a lot of coverage out here on this today. I mostly just wanted to talk about <laughs> the last two days because they jumped out at me watching this uh, on Emily's streams. Uh, let's see here. I survived Tuesday. You can too? Yes. Okay. I know we can. We can do it, folks. We can survive Tuesday. Um, it's... Uh, yeah, it's one of those days. You ever have one of those days where you're looking at your calendar um, and for whatever reason, things moved around or your deadlines moved around and you just look at one of those days and you're like, huh, okay. Not sure when that day is going to finish. <laughs> That's today for me. Uh, but we're going to get some stuff done. It's always better to be busy than not. Uh, and I'm definitely not going to complain about it. Uh, so uh, it's, it's going to be a day, but we're all going to get through it. Rachel says, good morning from Indianapolis. I really like Indianapolis. Good morning from 
Indianapolis. Good morning from Southeast Michigan. Uh, good afternoon from Karlsruhe, Germany. Well, good morning, Germany. I start with Mike and then I rewatch with Emily, uncivil and lawyer, you know, just because. I, I imagine you're probably more expert than all of us then. You're getting everybody's expertise put together. <laughs> so that's pretty awesome, Lolan Zaggy. Good afternoon from Israel. Good afternoon, Israel. Hey, how are you doing? Uh, good afternoon from uh, Alabama's Gulf Coast, drinking my coffee. It's not good afternoon in Alabama. It's good morning. Try to get in front of that one. Time zones, they continue to trip me up every morning. <laughs> Tuesday in the middle, easy was okay. Light traffic. We got some pleasant rain. Now chilling with some Coke and one of my favorite YouTube shows. Probably the drink. We don't know, though. We don't know. I hope you're doing well, Apple Pie. San Antonio just got a cold front. We are down to 62 degrees. Down to. <laughs> oh, Michigan laughs. Uh, super happy, ready for autumn. I hope you have a wonderful autumn, old possum. Uh, but uh, yeah, I think we I think we got up to 62 over the weekend. So we, we came at it from different directions. Uh, hello from Fort Boxfjord. Got, got a little early with my trying to get that J in there. Uh, good morning. Uh, Crazy Cat Queen became a YouTube member. Thank you again, Crazy Cat Queen. Really appreciate it. Hope you enjoy the community. We've got emojis and we've got more. Co-Council has sent me like three over the last two weeks that I haven't uploaded yet. So I'm going to get on that. Uh, apologies. Apologies. Hello from Maryland. It's a stormy Monday night in Manila. All right. Natalie Lawyer Check's coverage has also been amazing and helpful. Fantastic. Uh, WhatsApp was down for a few hours today. My timeline was covered in WhatsApp is down. Do you guys use WhatsApp? Do any of you do? And uh, did the uh, outage otherwise affect you this morning because certainly whenever any social media platform goes down, I get all those alerts. I get all those notes. Uh, and it's always interesting to me, especially when it's one that I don't use, right? So I don't use WhatsApp. Um, and, uh, that's, uh, that's, that's always a bummer. Uh, when Twitter goes down, it sometimes feels weird because I am on there and monitoring it, uh, very, very often. Uh, morning Hogue. I've been watching with law talk with Mike for the last couple of weeks. Nice. Good to hear Jane. I appreciate it. Uh, I am loving the new show Peripheral on Amazon Prime. All right, so I got advertised that a lot, and I keep meaning to check it out. You think it's worth my time, Tag? You think it's worth my time? I, I, I appreciate the early impressions on these kinds of things. I do have a limited amount of time, uh, and so I, I like a good ad that has like a head split open, as it does not violently, just in time, terms of like this is psychological in some fashion. Um, so I am interested in it, but I don't know. Uh, Sardinism says I've been watching Law Talk with Mike's coverage and Natalie's recaps. Good combo. Good morning, from everyone. Hello from Tallahassee, Florida. Love the Hogue team. We love you, Crazy Cat Queen. Thank you for the support of the channel. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Good afternoon from Germany. COVID finally caught up with me, so my Monday wasn't that great either. I'm very sorry to hear that. Hopefully, your employer or your situation allows you to rest off a little bit. Uh, certainly, uh, when I got it, I slept a lot. So hopefully, you do all right. I'm very sorry to hear you caught it, um, and uh, I'm glad that you're here this morning. Good afternoon from Denmark. Good morning, all. Kelly says the sun is coming up, wherever Kelly is, which is cool. Happy lunchtime from a sunnier Blackburn, England today. Nice to be here second day in a row. Nice to have you here. Thank you so much, Shima. Uh, yeah, we're, we're, we're going to have some fun here talking about all sorts of things. I'm going to get that peripheral review. Uh, started a new cyberpunk 2077 playthrough this time as a corpo net runner somehow i feel this is a reflection on me and my content i do get a lot of corpo in my comments which is funny i'm a business attorney i don't know what to tell you 
Um, but uh, only really with respect to video games and console warring uh, is that the most common commentary. At times, I've had Law Talk with Mike and Uncivil Law playing at the same time so I can hear both commentaries. You're building a panel yourself um, and, uh, and listening to both at the same time. Nice. All right. How do you sync those feeds up? Do they do they sync up naturally? I always wonder about that. I also always wonder about that when somebody is essentially recasting someone else's stream, which is a whole nother thing we could talk about. Uh, but that happens enough uh, in our neck of the woods that I'm always interested in it. Uh, good morning from Kansas City, where we got more rain in the last 24 hours than we've had in the last two months. Yeah, it doesn't sound ideal. I'm sorry to hear it, David. Uh, but uh, hopefully, hopefully you're making it through the rain, and hopefully the last two months weren't too much of a drought. I, I never like to hear that pattern. That happens sometimes here as well, um, and uh, it never goes too terribly greatly. Don't forget Natalie Wisco. I never forget Natalie Wisco. What is she doing? Where is she appearing? I like Natalie. Natalie follows me on Twitter. We talk about nerd stuff. It's all good. Uh, I watched Doctor Who, House of the Dragon, and Daryl Brooks' trial last night. All very good, says Shireen. Now, that's a, that's an eclectic evening. I like it. Um, yeah, House of the Dragon over. Enjoyed that season. Looking forward to the next one, but it'll be years, apparently. Um, so we'll see We'll see when that next season comes out. Uh, and certainly, if you're watching the trial, you know as much, if not more, than I do as we talk about the subject matter today. Your objection is sustained, Oglaw, says Ardo. <laughs> Fair enough. I appreciate it. Uh, what else we have here? Uh, good morning from Charlotte, North Carolina, Purple Heart, which is fitting since we were just talking about Emily. Hogue knows all the magic words. I know most of the magic words, right? I will tell you this. If a client comes in and needs to go to litigation, I will send you to a litigator because they know more magic words. They know a little bit more about how to talk in a cease and desist letter. They know a little bit more about what to file and when. And so you need that kind of essentially institutional knowledge uh, to have that kind of effect. But there's a lot of lawyers that have different specialities. And a lot of us know each other and know referrals and, and knows to say, hey, okay, I, I, I don't know precisely how this works. So I know that you now need someone that does. And so I'm going to send you that way. Um, and that's really how good law practice works, is law is so big and vast and interesting uh, that you can't know every aspect of it, though some people like to pretend they do on TV. Good morning, everyone. Panama City Beach, Florida, ready for the crazy show today. Diet Coke for me. Got to get that caffeine in there somewhere. <laughs> I will be drinking Diet Cokes later today, I assure you. Uh, Olivia C. with a super chat. Thank you so much, Olivia, for the support of the channel. Good morning, Hogan Chat. It's so nice to be back after a week at the Mouse House. Hope you had a great time. I saw the birthday wishes last week at the replay. Thank you. I really do hope it was a fantastic trip for you. Uh, and you can tell us all about it in the chat. I'm following Emily and Natalie with the chaos and rage trial. <laughs> uh, we all practice law watching the DB trial. Most of us know more about law than him. So oh, is, this, is it kind of a role-playing experiment? Um, if you were defending yourself in these contexts, what would you be saying? Uh, it's unfortunate, right? Because the situation is such that it's a little bit tricky for, for me, at least, um, to get in there and joke about it too much. This is a little different than some of the other trials we've covered. There are there are dead people. There are, I think, 70 people injured um, from what happened here. And while that the antics are amusing, uh, it is, uh, as the judge says, not a game, right? Uh, and we'll, we'll see that because I'm going to talk about the last two days and not just the last day of the evidentiary period of the trial. But 
it is um, it is undoubtedly the case that a number of you watching this uh, would be better positioned to handle some of this stuff. Absolutely, uh, aviation fanatic. Uh, Jacob Novik, want to mention that a radio host died this week while being live here in Sweden. Sad. Rest in peace. Like died on air. Oh my goodness, that must be that must that that must be sad and also traumatic um, for for both the listeners and the people in the studio. Uh, I can't I can't imagine that. Uh, you know, if if I go during a stream, um, you know, call call nine one one or or let co counsel know if she's she's not watching. Uh, you know, I, I'd appreciate that. Hopefully that doesn't happen, though. That does seem very sad, Jacob. Thanks for letting us know. Kate, love that I'm not the only one here who's been enjoying Mike's coverage. Lots of streams to choose between today and catch up on later. Yeah, I, I like the one chat that said, uh, I watch them all. I just watch them. I just watch them in sequence. Uh, so, yeah, you'll get a lot of different commentary, a lot of different perspectives. As I say here, if you get four lawyers in a room, you're going to get six opinions. If you get four lawyers separated in different rooms, you'll probably get 16 would be my guess. Um, so do enjoy that. Absolutely. Uh, Hogue, I've been enjoying the Bayonetta voice actor drama. The wildest three video series I ever thought I would have. I never thought there would be a second video in that series, let alone a third. I, it's hard to understand, right, in terms of that commentary, how you have your initial statements. I do my video saying here are the holes in them, doing maybe a, a, almost a little headlines treatment on it, saying, hey, let's just put our critical thinking caps on. They, they're not telling you this information, this information, this information, so we don't have to take it on faith. Then you get the actual leaked articles about you. These leaked articles seem to suggest that your story is wildly incomplete, if not a lie. And then days later, you come back in the middle of the night, which, to be fair, wasn't in the middle of the night in um, in Britain, where I believe she's located. But it was very early morning, even there, like 730 in the morning. And then you come back with, I'm going to explain myself by admitting basically the stuff that was reported on me. Uh, but I still want you to boycott this video game that I'm not otherwise involved in. Uh, it's uh, it's the wildest thing. And you really get into kind of people's heads. Like, what did you think you were going to accomplish with this second set of messages? What was the goal? And I think in terms of stories, it's great that human beings are fallible and make kind of mistakes on this stuff. But in terms of your best outcome, best outcome would have been to go silent, right? Okay, you, you said what you said, reports came out on you, maybe people are calling you names, people are getting upset at you, you go silent, you don't talk about it anymore. Uh, and instead you go defensive, you prove part of what the reporting was was right and everything else sounds false. It's just a wild, wild story. And I think you see it time and time again outside of voice acting and video games, which is this notion that you need to get the right side of a story that's being reported on um, against you, right? That you're being called names. It doesn't feel good on social media or elsewhere. And the hardest part I think about kind of crisis management and PR messaging is that there's a point in time where you've said what you can say in good faith. And that at that point, you just have to be quiet about it. And even if you don't think Ms. Taylor of the Bayonetta voice acting story was in good faith originally, there's also a point where you say, I can't fix this. I just need to be quiet. Um, and had she counsel, either legal or professional of any capacity, public relations, I think she would have been told that. But it does make for a nice three-video uh, trilogy on the channel. I, I just wish people would be more cognizant of um, you know, what they're saying, honestly. 
And, and this goes both directions. This goes to the people that listen to these messages as well. That's why we do what we do in virtual reality and hangouts and headlines. That's why we're here is to hopefully have this conversation. Um, okay. And nobody wants to watch jury instructions except now it's wild. Yeah. I, look, this trial is the wildest, right? So I, I understand. And jury instructions will be interesting. Go watch with your favorite legal commentator. Absolutely. Um, but I, I don't anticipate the middle of the day being closing arguments. So for people that have meetings in the middle of the day, I think you could probably still make it. We'll see. We'll see. You never know. Maybe you can get a text message on when they start. Judge said five or six hours, but the state thought it could be in four. So that would put them, you know, early afternoon for closing arguments. We'll see. Tedious to say the least. I wish we could just skip to closing arguments. So does the jury. I can't imagine a, a method less useful for actually conveying technical information like a jury instruction, which is like elements and here are the standards for those elements and things like that, than orally, verbally to you, because you're going to have to check on those things in paper anyway. To me, I, I think jury instruction should have something like a slug line that says, this is what this does. You can confer in the, in the room and read the full paperwork. This is what this does. This is what this does. This is what this does. But the, the trial system has a whole notion of essentially getting it in the record as having been said so that you have proof that they ha understood what the rules are. And obviously when you're messing with somebody's life, uh, like you are in a criminal proceeding like this one, you want to be more cautious. But I don't think the information actually gets conveyed to the jury this way. That's, that's my opinion on this. Uh, but that's the way we do it. Uh, the jury definitely got their steps in going in and out. Yep. Yep, yep. Natalie, lawyer chick on civil law, Emily, and law talk with Mike all have great coverage and unique perspectives. Yep. Ningal1994 with a super chat. Thank you so much, Ningal. Work has been kicking my butt and chewing into my lawyer time. Crying emoji. Upside, it means I can send a bit more. Love from South Australia. That is very nice of you, Ningal. I'm so glad that you are busy and gainfully employed, as my old boss used to say. Uh, but I do know how that can feel when you've otherwise got pursuits to look at. And, uh, and things that you enjoy. Thank you so much for sending the super chat. It's very, very nice of you. Uh, subject matter jurisdiction says aviation fanatic. Yep, absolutely. We'll see if Mr. Brooks does a closing argument, exactly what pops up. He already told the court, we'll see it in the article, uh, that he wants to talk on jury nullification. Uh, we'll see how that goes. Uh, T-Pro, I watch different creators depending on the case. I love you all. And one is always the right one for whatever case I'm following. Yeah, that's fantastic. Will says because he thinks he's a sovereign citizen. Yep, a lot of sovereign citizen arguments in this case. Kelly says grounds. Yep, you've heard that from various places across YouTube. Today is going to be rough for the jury. Jury instructions that drag on, emotional closing arguments, a temper tantrum or two, and then sequestered till they decide. I I hear you. I think they're going to decide this one reasonably quickly. The problem is it's some ridiculous amount of counts, right? So they have to go through a lot of work just to get to <clears throat> even if they have a vote that says basically, and this is what I'm anticipating, basically he's guilty, then um, you still have to go through the process of going through the documentation and coming out with that verdict form. So I, I do think they're going to have at least some deliberation, but I wouldn't anticipate it to be long. We'll see. Certainly with sequestering, one of the problems that you see talked about philosophically in court cases is when you punish the jury that way, when you say this is this bad thing, you don't get to you know, see your families, you don't get to do any of the things. You are sequestered. Um, you you might be a little bit more 
willing to come to a compromise verdict uh, or com compromise solution. I don't know that it's a concern in this case. You never know with juries. You never know with juries, but um, you do have that risk. Okay, I want to go home. We're going to come to a verdict. I had a lot talk with Mike on for a bit yesterday after Kurt. So funny to see lawyers yelling at Brooks like I do. We all have different styles, right? Certainly. Certainly we do. Uh, Natalie's doing a great job as well. I watch Emily during the day and Natalie in the afternoon for her take. Uh, he's not a person. He's a human being. Yeah. Yep. That's, that's certainly one of the arguments about whether Wisconsin has jurisdiction over him. Emily, I really feel bad for the court reporter. Their job has to be really tough with him popping off all the time. I hope they get a nice vacation after this. Well, the good news is I think they locked off the week uh, of that courtroom uh, for this trial, which it might not need. So maybe, I don't know. Court reporters get assigned usually. Uh, Sardinism, oh yeah, that's been reminding me. I want to ask you, am I going crazy or can't a company be a plaintiff too? It's not a good argument, Sardinisms. It's not a good argument. Yes, absolutely. Anything acknowledged by the state can be a plaintiff or defendant. That's actually what you are getting, right? When you pay your franchise taxes or your legal fees or whatever your jurisdiction calls for, in general, it is to tell the state where you can be sued, what address to send a notice to, and to give you the rights to their court systems. Like that is ostensibly what you're paying for when you pay those kinds of taxes. Um, so yes, corporations can 100% be plaintiffs. They can 100% be defendants. Uh, when they are plaintiffs and defendants, that's a civil case. Uh, when they are just defendants, they can get sued by, by the state for various things as well. I sigh every time I hear Mr. Brooks mention the word plaintiff. Yes, he seems to react to plaintiff and defendant. Uh, the jury should be right angry with this dude with his behavior. The judge has the patience of Job and needs to be canonized as a saint. Um, yeah, I, I, you see the reactions, right? You see the outbursts and things in clip form or with your favorite commentator. And the judge is doing a great job of, of setting by example what the, the courtroom should look like. Now, I do think you could have some criticism that it took a little bit too long to actually do some of the more punishing steps that she has done in this case. And uh, someone could argue that a, a firmer hand is needed in this kind of situation. That said, I think she is wise to essentially let him play out what he needs to play out uh, to try to not have this go through an overly long appeal process. So reasonable lines can differ on that. You'll find judges that differ on the, the approach here. Uh, but I do think she has a high, high level of patience. Um. Did I file a claim? I, I did not file a claim. On, on what? I don't know. <laughs> nope, it's the chat that's naughty, not Mike. I understand. Makes sense. Uh, Mike is great, not bad, naughty. <laughs> uh, good day, Hogue family. Good day, for Hogue family. The real question is, will we see Fort Box again? I think there's a good chance. If you don't know, he hid behind some boxes. Um, what else we have here? Ningyal with more super chats. You are too generous, Ningyal. I really appreciate it. Poll for what, if any, grounds, fair to say, or all of the above, cause twitches. <sighs> yeah, yeah. I think um, I think people probably still react the most to what, if any, I would guess. Uh, but certainly you do get into these kinds of, of things. And I've seen people yelling grounds. I think we had people yelling grounds on Lawyers and Dragons uh, the other day. Brett Cormier with a very, very generous $50 super chat. Thank you, Britt. Closing will be a cluster. <laughs> yes. I can see Mr. Brooks going off the rails on what he can and cannot say and do during closing. I agree. So I expect a lot of arguing with the judge who engages way too much, in my humble opinion. I think there's an argument there. 
She needs to take lessons from my dad. Why? Because I said so, give or take. Well, <clears throat> like I said, I, I think she has taken the tact, and this might be her personal demeanor, or faced with a very unusual court case, um, and uh, said, here's what we're going to do. We're going we're gonna to show the world, Johnny. Uh, you, can, you can talk about what uh, you want to talk about. I'm going to engage with you essentially as a peer, so as to not give you any argument for you weren't heard in my courtroom. Um, and other judges would go and say, no, I'm going to, we're going to throw on contempt. We're going to drag this out. We're going to do these other punishing steps. Uh, and I really do think it's a reasonable minds can differ kind of approach, but certainly with the approach that she has chosen to take, um, her lack of a loss of temper, uh, in almost all instances, uh, has been exactly what you want to do if that's the strategy you're going to pursue. So, I mean, I, I think she's done a good job with that, but I, I certainly hear you with the argument that she engages too much and she does allow that peerage when it's unwarranted. Uh, just an FYI, there's no name calling at all permitted in Emily stream. Take it from someone who knows. Uh, yeah, no, Emily, uh, you know, Emily runs a very tightly controlled community and I think it's to her credit. Um, and certainly I think, I, I think our top line rule is the same, uh, on our two channels, which is no ad hominems, uh, no name calling. You're not affecting any useful conversation. Uh, if you attack the person and not the argument. Uh, and so I think I think that's both of our top line rules, although she might change it more often than I do. Um, so, yeah, absolutely. Name calling. No, no. Uh, Mike has been doing what Alita did during DEP. People jumping in and out. Gavel to gavel coverage, trying to convince non-YouTube lawyers to make channels. Lol. Hey, there you go. Good for Mike. That's great. <clears> How <throat> oh, are you going to cover the results from the French court saying we don't have the right to resell our digital games? I haven't seen that. I did cover the original French uh, decision that we we did. And if you go back to that video, I, I do mention that I think it's not going to hold. Um, so I, I will take a look. If that happened very recently, I will check it out. <clears throat> Carrie says Signal is more secure than WhatsApp. Yeah, I think different people have different platforms that they use. Um, you know, I, I use Signal. Uh, that's Sarah. It's a lot of streams. My husband laughs at me watching on two times speed. <laughs> watching all the various legal commentators. We have 1,300 people in the chat. This is definitely a topic of much interest today. Welcome, folks that don't have all the time. Uh, come in here for the early morning stream. We're just about finishing up with Hangouts, which we do first, where we just chat with each other and, and, and get a, a sense of uh, what, uh, what everybody's up to today or yesterday. And then we're going to go into these headlines in uh, just, a, just a few minutes here. Uh, Kate says, I tried to sync the commentaries yesterday and they weren't in sync somehow. So I had to keep playing with it to get rid of the echo. How are they live and not synced? So weird. It's the nature of the internet. Like I've never been able to sync multiple streams that are covering the same thing either. So if you had luck with that, more power to you. I, I've, I've never gotten it to work. Natalie has been on Law Talk with Mike. Fantastic. Fantastic. That's great. Um, Natalie Wisco in this particular case, not um, uh, Natalie, uh, the lawyer chick. My goodness. Trying to remember everybody's a uh, little appellation is sometimes a little bit of a trick. Little Raven Wolf with the super chat. Thank you so much, Little Raven Wolf. Morning, my fellow Michigander watching from Hastings. Hello, Michigan. Good morning. Uh, and hopefully we all have a good Michigan Tuesday today. Morning, Hogan. Mrs. Hogue says this, Sarah. Uh, is, is lawful law a thing? Is this I, I, is that lawful law? I uh, Yeah, yeah. Sherry N with the super sticker. Thank you so much, Sherry. I appreciate the support. Grounds. We got people doing all the things here this morning. Lazarus, I've been watching the trial with Mike and John on Mine's channel. Uh, there's coverage has been great, although I'm sure Emily's is too. Hey, 
watch where you feel comfortable and where you're getting good coverage. Absolutely. Uh, I would be saying, where's my lawyer? My defense, if I were in those shoes, is where's my lawyer? That's a good answer, right? I mean, the old saying, you don't need me to repeat it necessarily, but if a, a lawyer who represents themselves has a fool for a client. Uh, if you are not a lawyer who represents yourself, you have a foolish fool as a client. Uh, and so it's, what are you going to do? What, what, what are you going to do? You're seeing it writ large, how this looks in this particular situation. And it's uh, it's tricky for the court to deal with. And I think even though we might differ on strategy, which you've seen me discuss already, uh, it is uh, it is the kind of thing where you can see that the court is doing its best. The Don Designs has become a YouTube member. Thank you so much, Don Designs. I really appreciate it. Uh, and I hope you enjoy the community and the emojis. I haven't gotten everything in yet, but we do have some fun ones uh, that we do have in already. And then Ningal, Ningal, you're too generous this morning. I really appreciate it. I feel like the judge got so far into protecting the record and appeal proofing the trial as much as possible. Sadly, Daryl Brooks is the kind of person that when given an inch will take a mile. Um, that's that's a possibility. Uh, although I'm not sure I'm, I'm as comfortable with the, with the metaphors of distance traveling in miles. Uh, given the context of the trial, I'm, I'm, I'm just kidding with you, Ningal. Uh, but it is, uh, I think that's a great kind of uh, assertion, is that she definitely wants to protect the record. It got very far with Mr. Brooks, and now that's kind of, we're, we're in the aftermath. Um, and so I think you could have had a harder hand, a stronger hand earlier on. Uh, but it, it's good that she didn't vary her position. I think trying to execute both would have potentially been a bigger problem. Ningal, lawful law, foolish fool, careful now, Hogue, crying laughing emoji. Foolish fool? All right. Uh, <laughs> okay, let's talk about these headlines a little bit because I do actually want to give credit, right? We don't do this as much as I would like in headlines here. Um, and it sounds to me like this isn't even necessary, but I set this up just in case there's anybody that just found themselves, they were just walking down the internet street and they said, Hey, this looks like a cool speakeasy. They came in to hangouts and headlines. They have no idea what we're talking about. So I did want to at least give the really, really brief summary, uh, as stated by Wikipedia, which I always tell folks is not a great place to be your primary source, but at least on specific facts, you can use it for background on November 21st, 2021, the driver of a sports utility vehicle an SUV killed six people and injured 62 others by hitting participants and observers at the annual Christmas parade in Waukesha, Wisconsin, United States. The alleged driver of the vehicle, 39-year-old Daryl Brooks, was arrested and charged with six counts of first-degree intentional homicide as well as 77 additional charges, which is what I'm talking about with respect to the jury. Even if they ultimately come to a very quick decision on kind of the notion of guilt, still has to go through a lot of paperwork and a lot of process here. Brooks pled not guilty to the charges and chose to represent himself in court as a pro se litigant. His trial began on October 3rd, 2022, and looks to close this week, would be my guess, uh, in the, the week here, 1024, 1025, 1026, etc. So that's the status here. This is the Waukesha parade driver. Um, and insofar as what we're talking about with respect to these headlines, you've got Hunt a Killer trying to sell me mystery games all the time. Uh, and also, you've got from coverage here from WISN ABC in Wisconsin, uh, a couple of things. So the first thing we're going to talk about is, uh, this is from a reporter by the name of Nick Bohr. What they do at the end of every day of the trial is they kind of do a summary. And you get a little bit more editorializing language in terms of describing things, describing the scene. It's heated. There are disruptions. Uh, and then you also have what we're going to be talking about um, it, in this form of kind of a uh, almost a, a Twitter thread, a timeline, which is 
very, very neutral. Uh, and with both together, it gives you the ability to kind of uh, follow the trial even from afar. And I, I want to give credit to this because I don't often see this kind of coverage when I'm looking at these other stories that I'm doing, right? So let's talk about it. Here's day 15. This is the day where you might have already seen the clips of the disruptions. You might already seen the, the clips of the outbursts and the judge reacting to them. Uh, or you might have just been following Law Talk with Mike or Emily or Kurt or anybody else. But let's see how it's covered in WISN. To say it has been the most challenging in my career would be an understatement, Waukesha County Judge Jennifer Darrow said. So they're starting out by actually highlighting this comment in the subheading, right? We, we look at this for how these things are presented. We get the reference to disruptions. If you just look at the headline, if you just look at the subheadlining, you get the information that Brooks has continued to be disruptive as the trial nears its end. And then you get the subheading from the judge that says this has been one of the most challenging court cases of my career. So if that's all you ever see. You've kind of got this feeling of what day 15 was like. As the third week of Daryl Brooks's trial in the Waukesha parade tragedy wound to an end, there were fireworks in the courtroom between the judge and Brooks, who is representing himself. So you get this language of fireworks in the courtroom. So we get that again with disruptions. If you only make it to the first paragraph, which is what some people do with articles, then you know that exactly how this is being defined is, is stating that there were these arguments. Brooks is charged with killing six people and injuring dozens more in the Waukesha Christmas Parade. To say it has been the most challenging in my career would be an understatement. So you get some repetition here, which honestly is to be expected. They're going to highlight in the headline and the subheadline what they want you to take away. They're going to repeat it again in the first paragraphs in case you found yourself here separately from that headline. And then we get into some more color. Darrow's patience was wearing thin as Brooks claimed that Waukesha Court doesn't have jurisdiction over him. We talked about this. People in the chat made the jokes. Mr. Brooks continues to bring this issue up, in my opinion, in front of the jury to distract, to delay, and to call into question the integrity of these proceedings. Frankly, maybe, to create an issue on appeal if he is convicted. Now, this is an interesting quote as well. Because as we were just talking about from the legal perspective, the one thing you can ascribe to this very kind of soft touch, patient judging in her courtroom is the desire to avoid appeals claims, is the desire to give him more footing to appeal what I believe the court almost certainly intends to be a jury guilty verdict or believes to be a jury verdict that will be uh, in favor of guilt. Uh, and so by calling this out, the judge is specifically kind of setting the record on she feels that this is all fakery and attempting to potentially get an appeal something uh, on that record. Much of the day was a battle of wills between Brooks and the judge trying to keep the case moving. And this is where you get some of the kind of, I don't know if it's controversy, but contention about how the judge is handling this particular case, uh, which involves, includes the fact that there really shouldn't be a battle of wills between the judge and the defendant. Uh, right, that the, the defendant is subordinate to the judge, that courtroom is her kingdom, uh, and that she could be, take a stronger hand if she desired to do so. Frankly, sir, it's about you trying to control what's happening in this courtroom. And this is her pushing back a little bit. How? How am I so controlling? I'm the one shackled to the table with a shock device on my ankles. So how am I trying to control anything? And if you haven't watched this trial at all, this is the kind of reactionary defensiveness, prickliness, argumentativeness that you're getting from this defendant. And that the chat is rightly giving credit to the judge for not losing her temper. At one point, she called a recess saying Brooks's behavior was scaring her. He appeared angry with the way the prosecution referred to him as the defendant. And the jury was in the courtroom 
when this happened, they, they try to move the jury out for the, the outbursts. This man right now is having a stare down with me. It's very disrespectful. He pounded his fist. Frankly, it's making me scared. We're taking a break. And that's saying a lot from the judge. Brooks did call several witnesses, including his former girlfriend, who he met just prior to the parade. That's, again, a true statement. But as you see when we talk about these headlines and these articles, it is selective of what facts are presented. This is this is designed to say, yeah, you know, that former girlfriend is not a longtime confidant on this stuff. Prosecutors said she and Brooks fought and he eventually drove off towards the parade route in his red SUV. But the testimony has been staggered between Brooks's objections and responses to state objections to his questions. Right. If you've been following any trials with any of us, then you know that <clears throat> while I call it magic words, there is a procedure. There is a, a right to ask certain questions and not to do others because there is a check in the legal system about what is more prejudicial than what is probative. So when you go in and you ask these questions, you have to do it in the right way. And throughout this court trial, and it's really no surprise, uh, Mr. Brooks has not been asking the questions the right way. At one point, Doro suggested that Brooks is making a game of the proceedings, which drew an impassioned response. And this might be the clip that you saw. Your life is not on the line. Mine is. And you think that I think this is funny, Brooks said. I don't think it's funny whatsoever, Doro said. And it's a very patient tone that she takes on this. So I think, Your Honor, with all due respect, you should so show some respect. We're going to take a five-minute break, uh, she responds. After testimony wrap, Brooks yells at Doro again. You've got no integrity whatsoever. None. I'm tired of being in a courtroom that has no integrity whatsoever. How can you even call yourself a judge? So she had him move to the other courtroom. A different courtroom has been set up that is controlling of what he can do and be in the proximity of the judge and the jury and everything else. Brooks may have one or two witnesses Monday, including his mother and himself. Jury instructions are expected to be read to the jurors on Tuesday. Darrow told the state to be prepared to give their closing argument Tuesday afternoon at the earliest it is possible there could be a verdict next week. So that's the day before yesterday. That's uh, that's the last day of the trial before we get to this Monday. And that's the setup. Uh, Brooks has not given testimony on his own behalf at this point in time. And he has said that he's basically done with his witnesses, even though he wanted to call his mother as well. That leads us into the proceedings yesterday, or as they say in their little timeline version of this, the fourth week of the Daryl Brooks begins. Pretty sure that's Daryl Brooks trial, but fourth week of the Daryl Brooks begins kind of seems fitting for what we're talking about here. Three minutes later at 8.33 a.m., Judge Jennifer Darrow asks Brooks if he has any other witnesses to call. Brooks says not today, which I've highlighted in red. That's not an acceptable answer for a court. You can't just say, well, you know, I'll get to it when I get to it. It's pretty hard deadlines when we're talking about a litigation in a courtroom scenario. Darrow said only his mother, Dawn Woods, is left on defense list. If she doesn't testify, then they will discuss if Brooks himself will testify. All of eight minutes later, we get a little bit of a discussion about whether or not the SUV in question had a recall. Brooks told Darrow, the expert witness who inspected the 2010 Red Ford Escape used in the parade, testified that he wasn't aware of any current recalls. Brooks said that there was a recall for those models regarding the throttle body failure. State says the recall was for an extended warranty that went up to 10 years. The red SUV was more than 10 years old. The state says the car the defendant was driving had no active recall. He disagrees. Darrow, the judge, says that the owner of the vehicle, Brooks's mother, would have known about recall information and should have relayed it to Brooks. Brooks said he didn't know about recall until his mom just told him. Now, I don't think this is actually pertinent to the case. I will say uh, I, I have had recalls and things that I don't catch, either in the mail or emails or what have you. So 
that has happened. Again, that's an aside that I really don't think has any bearing on this particular case. Again, it's a delay tactic uh, from Mr. Brooks, but it is still worth noting that in a different context, in a different setting with a less belligerent defendant and what we've seen for weeks now in this particular case, you, you might get at least some traction with, uh, no, I, that knowledge doesn't have to be ascribed to me. That's not going to play here. Uh, after less than 30 minutes in the, in the courtroom, so it's at 8.55 when the court started at 8.30, the judge pauses the proceedings to have Brooks move to the other courtroom. Darrow said she needs to read him the advisements for testifying, what he needs to know before he testifies, but he keeps interrupting her. And if you watch any of this, and it sounds like a lot of you have, then that, that's what you're seeing most often. There's a discussion that we saw reported on yesterday about respect, but clearly Mr. Brooks doesn't have respect for Ms. Darrow's courtroom, Judge Darrow's courtroom. Uh, and that's that's a potential problem. Darrow asked Brooks several times if he would be calling Don Woods, his mother, to testify this morning. He does not answer. Darrow repeatedly asked Brooks if he wants to testify on his own behalf. Brooks won't answer directly. She says he is forfeiting his right to testify, right? So we're only an hour in to this yesterday. And this is why I really like this timeline approach with basically no other uh, editorializing because they're reporting it, I think, live. It's effectively live tweets, live live ads to an article like this. Uh, and this is a big this is a big moment, right? The judge is saying, if you refuse to answer, it, you're not going to get one of your primary rights, which is you get to speak your piece. You get to tell your side of the story if you want to. And if you refuse to answer on any of this, then that's not going to happen. And there's any number of reasons why that doesn't happen in a case anyway. You don't want to be cross-examined. It doesn't benefit you. With legal counsel, we would know that is in fact the case. Here, the court has to take the unusual step of saying, okay, you refuse to answer, you refuse to do these things, you are belligerent, you're not following court rules, I'm going to close your defense, which is exactly what happens. Uh, she asks the state, state says they have no rebuttal witnesses, there doesn't have to be a rebuttal to what Mr. Brooks has presented. Darrow plans to gel, tell jurors the defense will rest, she's expecting Brooks to object. Brooks said Darrow can't decide for him and said he hasn't said yes or no to testifying. Again, more delays. At 9.41 a.m., just a few minutes later, jurors are brought in and Judge Darrow tells the jury that the defense has rested. She excuses the jury for the day so that both parties can review the jury instructions, which will be delivered to the jury Tuesday, followed by closing arguments. The jury could get the case Tuesday evening or Wednesday morning. The evidentiary phase of the trial is over. Brooks did not testify on his own behalf, despite telling jurors during his opening statements it was time they heard his side of the story. Brooks would have a chance to give a closing argument if he chooses. Uh, 20 minutes later, Mr. Brooks is fighting over whether or not he could hear what he was being said to him in the alternative courtroom. Judge Darrow is back on the record and is having the court bailiff and courthouse IT coordinator for the clerk of courts testify about that audio. Brooks says he couldn't hear. Deputy testifies the audio and video are fine. IT coordinator says they tested the decibels in the room and it's louder than the media feed. Here's that fort box that people were talking about. Sits behind boxes or, or as the uh, WISN coverage he is hiding behind boxes located with uh, loaded with documents. This is after he throws the jury instructions into the trash can and the bailiff is forced to retrieve them. This is this is what people mean if you haven't been following any of this in terms of the circus atmosphere of this case. And it's a real shame insofar as this is a very serious crime that he's accused of. Uh, and uh, it, it's an unfortunate fact of the matter uh, that it, it, it's going down this way. And I do give credit to the judge um, for being as patient as she has been. Judge Darrow asked Brooks several times if he has any requests for the jury instructions. He doesn't answer and then when, goes on a streak of yelling at her. Eventually, he puts the headphones back on uh, and answers. Uh, court resumes after a break for lunch 
After more disruptions, Brooks is moved back to the other courtroom. If you see here, court comes back. He's in the original courtroom again. He gets moved out within a half hour. Um, that's the level of disruption that the court is finding here. The district attorney brought up juror sequestration. Sequestration. Uh, they plan to have the three alternate jurors be held in a secure location during deliberations. Following 15 days of testimony, the district attorney says she plans to keep closing arguments in the 30 to 45 minute range. Judge Darrow says she will give parties one hour each for closing arguments. Brooks says he's not doing closing arguments. Uh, Tuesday, Darrow said if it's 7 p.m., she will likely tell jurors to deliberate Wednesday morning. Brooks yelling from the adjacent courtroom says he will speak about jury nullification. And I suspect, as a lot of you have already mentioned this morning, that you are aware of some of these arguments and some of what he said, sovereign citizen, that kind of thing. Just for the record, jury nullification is uh, an argument that the jury is not just the arbiter of the law, which is usually how the courts hold these things in the United States right now, but can also decide effectively on the morality of the law itself and choose to nullify that law. And you can see situations where this might come that a law that is passed by a legislature, especially an old one potentially, is just so terribly unjust that even if the elements are met, the jury should be able to look at it and say, uh, no, we are not going to put that man in a cage or maybe to death, depending on the state and the circumstances, based on meeting those elements, we find that to be unjust. And we ultimately have to meet our own consciences. And there, there's letters on this and there's philosophy papers on this. There's law school uh, classes that talk about jury nullification and these kinds of things. And there are there are good, well-meaning people that argue for it and against it. The court system itself does not acknowledge it, that the role of the jury is to determine whether those elements are met. And uh, that's all that they are to do. They're not to evaluate the law. And so one of the things that Darrow says is that it is not allowed and that jurors will be sequestered at a hotel during deliberations. District attorney asked, hey, if there's a guilty verdict, would sentencing be this week? Feeling very confident there. Darrow says it depends on how many victims want to speak. It's possible given that she blocked the entire week off for the case. And those victims would speak to go towards what that sentencing would be uh, to, to tell the court you know, how their lives were affected by, at that point, what would be determined to be a guilty person. Um, and that's, that's what WISN does here. This is the real kind of on-the-ground reporting that I, I love to be able to highlight because I think they're doing a good job here. Um, and it's the same kind of reporting that I also highlighted when we were talking about Apple versus Epic. Um, it's very useful to people that are commenting or otherwise analyzing this stuff to get that kind of reporting uh, done and for people that are interested in these kind of court cases. And then, like we looked at with day 15, what WISN does there is then they do their summary, which has a little bit more editorializing, right? In this heading for the last day, we get heated day. I think based on the timeline we just looked at, that makes sense. Uh, Daryl Brooks claims there may have been a defect in the red SUV. He's accused of, of driving through the parade. Uh, it was another heated day in court Monday as defendant Daryl Brooks, who is representing himself, challenged the court's every move. Very editorial there, <laughs> even more so than day 15. The defense rested without Brooks or his mother, Dawn Woods, testifying because Brooks refused to answer Judge Jennifer Darrow's question. And I do think that they could draft this portion a little bit better, that, that the court shut down his defense. Um, and that's that's important because... As we talked about, this judge is very interested in making sure there aren't appealable errors uh, and trying to give every circumstance for Mr. Brooks uh, to, to show himself uh, on the record and to, uh, to prevent to those particular appeal venues and, and avenues. So in this case, the court actually takes that step. Sounds like it was necessary uh, based on the circumstances, but that's actually a little bit different. He made one final attempt Monday to dismiss the case. Brooks claims there may have been a defect in the SUV. That argument and many others landed Brooks again in hot water. 
There would be no way to know that there's anything malfunctioning with the vehicle until it actually happens, Brooks says. At his as his trial draws to close, Brooks makes an 11th hour argument that the red SUV he's accused of is using his deadly weapon had an active manufacturer's recall. There were records of the Ford Escape models from 2008 through 2010 in regards to the throttle body malfunctioning, uh, malfunctioning and causing the vehicles to accelerate and not being able to be stopped. There's a class action lawsuit where Ford Co. were sued because of this. Uh, prosecutors said Brooks drove a 2010 Red Ford Escape down Main Street, but Judge Jennifer Darrow told Brooks his time was up. The fact that you've now learned of this, it's a little bit too late. You had a full and fair opportunity to cross-examine the inspector about information that was readily obtainable and researchable by you prior to the time that you cross-examined this witness. Uh, and that's basically the only substance that they had to go on for this particular article, because as we saw very early on in the day, the defense was rested essentially by the court. You'll be appearing from the neighboring courtroom. Just let me go. Let me go. Brooks responds from the adjacent courtroom. Brooks at time hid behind a Bible and boxes, then crossed the line when mentioning he would tell jurors not to follow the law during his closing arguments. They have the power. They have the power to nullify laws that they don't agree with. You are absolutely not allowed to tell the jury that. There's a jury instruction that I will have ready to go if you even attempt to raise the issue of jury nullification, sir. You have absolutely no right to raise that. Uh, and as I said, there are legal philosophers and academics that would say that you do, but that's not the way that the courts are treating the jury nullification question. Uh, and it's it's one of those situations that's pretty Pretty interesting. In this particular case, you've got intentional homicide with a vehicle. There really isn't a jury nullification kind of concept that would easily apply to this. And yet the court has said, if you raise that, I'm, I'm ready to go on what the jury is supposed to do. Uh, the jury instruction she's referencing is almost certainly you are to evaluate the facts as they apply to the elements, not to not to evaluate the elements themselves or something similar to that. After the judge reads several hours of jury instructions Tuesday, get excited. Both sides are expected to give closing arguments. Prosecutors and Brooks will get an hour each for closing. The jury gets the case late Tuesday or early Wednesday. They will be sequestered at a hotel once that begins. The judge says if the jury comes back with a guilty verdict, depending on timing, she might consider sentencing this week. So again, I just wanted to call this out from a headlines perspective because I was looking at this. I wanted to get caught up on it because I wasn't able to follow as much as a lot of you sound like have been following with the various folks on YouTube. Uh, and we cover so many headlines in this space that are effectively... Um, negative or me commenting on the added editorializing. And there's some of that here, but I think it's justified. I think it is an accurate descriptor of what we can see is happening in the courtroom, either on those live streams uh, or by ourselves, reading the timelines, that kind of thing, uh, that it's important to, to mention this stuff. It's important to mention when I see something and it's like, you know what, that's a good headline. That's good work. Uh, and that that local reporting is, is, is not covered enough here. So we'll try to do that a little bit more. But I thought it was very useful. As I said, as you can tell in those summaries, there's going to be potentially some big stuff today, as well as a lot of hours of reading jury instructions. Uh, and so I imagine a lot of people are going to be covering it. So do go check it out with your favorite litigator, not with me. I'll be doing some other stuff. I'll be practicing some transactional law. But you can bet I'll probably have one in the background myself. Uh, now, as we exit here, we do have 2,000 people watching. Um, I hope you do go and watch uh, one of my colleagues on YouTube, whatever is your favorite. Uh, to go have these uh, kind of uh, interactions and commentary live as it's happening. We're going to cover some super chats here. What do you think of both the Wisconsin reporting as people that have watched perhaps more than even I have of this particular trial and uh, the, the nature of the trial itself? I'd love to hear from you uh, as we do a last hangouts before we head out for the day uh, and a great Tuesday for all. Just because with a super chat, foolish fool, 
Now I'm wishing a Franziska von Karma could have been prosecution, but Judge Darrow would have had to put her in another courtroom too. That is an Ace Attorney reference, folks. And yes, the, the Foolish Fool uh, is one of those things that uh, the, pr the prosecution in the Ace Attorney series tends to call the defendants and uh, Phoenix Wright himself. <laughs> so that's a good reference. Uh, what else do we have here? Just trying to catch up to you guys. You had a lot of good chats here. During that, uh, during that article review in the headline section, Secret McSquirrel says, please hit that like button. Those watching, that's right. If we've got as many people as we do here in this space so early in the morning, you can hit that like button, subscribe, whatever it is that you like to do, comment if you want to. YouTube loves it when that kind of stuff happens, and I certainly appreciate it for letting people know that this kind of commentary is out there. Mamie Yoakum, Jackson Sparks 8, Tamara Duran 52, Willem Hospital 81, Jane Coolidge 52, Leanna Owen 71, and Virginia Sorensen 79 were all killed. And I think that's important to remember, right, when we comment on this stuff. This is a different case than some of the others that you've seen commented on in this space. And while there is a circus atmosphere, while there are hijinks, while there are jokes to be made and box forts uh, and everything else, at the end of the day, people died during this. Uh, and I think that's an important remembrance. So thank you, Mamie, for the super chat. Uh, I, I always want to treat these things with the seriousness that they deserve. And, and I think the judge is trying to do that as well. Todd Pat, Toad Pack Shakur. It's a good, it's a good profile name. Daryl Brooks sounds like Jim Ryan trying to get the Xbox Activision deal blocked. Lol. Well, that's bringing two universes together, isn't it? Um, his arguments don't make a lot of sense, uh, and I would agree that Jim Ryan's arguments don't make a lot of sense either. And I love your profile name. I'm not sure how I feel about this naked toad over here, uh, but I like your profile name. Oh, my goodness. Okay. And we're almost caught up on where the chats are. Um, so if I missed any chats that you have, just rechat them or, or, or put questions or anything else down. Ningal 1994, mechanic looked for those faults, didn't find them. I'm guessing the judge didn't want that argument to go around and around like others have. I, I think that's what happens there, right? That's why it's so short um, is, you, look, you could have cross-examined. The judge and the court don't have to just take things on faith, right? We talk about that a lot here, but you have a procedure for a reason. You go do your evidentiary review. You go do your research. You cross-examine in the right place, and the courtroom and the jury can take that under advisement as it happens. But if you just start randomly introducing things, we don't have a way to check the veracity of that evidence, and that's not the way that the court of law is supposed to go. This is important stuff. It's not a game, as the judge mentions, uh, and so we have to go through the right procedures, uh, and certainly Mr. Brooks has not done that. Uh, Kate R, all of the above eventually. I may not always be in chats, but I'm listening on replay if nothing else. Love the different perspectives. Yeah. Reasonable differences are the spice of life. That's how we grow. That's how we learn from each other. I love Natalie's take as a defense attorney, but I think Emily will be streaming too. I suspect everybody will be streaming, uh, except me. <laughs> uh, no Name says a new sub. Thank you, No Name. I appreciate it. Uh, at least lawful law isn't as annoying as the rest of the nonsense he says. Most are nails on a chalkboard at this point. Um, yep, absolutely. Tim says, I think it shows a lot for our justice system that this mess of a case goes on like it does, giving the defendant as much leeway as he has been given. The general disgust with his behavior is real. I, yeah, I think that there's an argument to be made that there's credit to be had here, right? That the judge trying to give you your day in court, even when you are acting a fool, is an important kind of piece of the process that says, we want to make sure that we get this right. We want to make sure if we're going to put you in a cage, if we're going to otherwise potentially kill you, depending on the state or jurisdiction that you find yourself in, that we give you every opportunity to say your piece, even when to so many, it's flatly ridiculous. Uh, and so I think that's I think that's uh, I think that's a good point. Um, 
Newt says, I think those articles are being quite mild with the commentary saying they are. Oh, they're very mild. Uh, they're very mild. But what we do here is do we do point out when they are making a little bit of a statement, right? Fireworks is a little bit of a statement. Distractions is a little bit of a statement. Um, and I think they're warranted. When I make those comments, it is not because I disagree with the nature of what they've done. And I, I want to give them credit for all three of the things we looked at uh, on their website and their coverage of this trial. I think it's tremendously useful. It's the kind of reporting I would advocate for uh, across the land and certainly with issues that are of national importance to all of us. Right. This is a very bad story. It is a localized story insofar as these are particular deaths and particular injuries at a particular point in time in a particular place. And while it's interesting to watch and certainly to comment on when we see a, a pro se litigant like this, um, it is not something that kind of has that national effect um, that might otherwise come up in other trial situations. When there is that national effect or their national interest, I would see more of that kind of reporting where we just give you the facts and we let you critically think about what it is that has been presented to you. That to me is where a lot better reporting lives. And then if you have an op-ed on it, absolutely go nuts. Put that in your publication, but separate it out from the news value of what you're otherwise showing us. And that's that's part of why headlines exist, quite frankly, um, is for that. On a different topic, can I recommend a game similar to Nintendo's Advance Wars? Yes, I can. Um, what is the one that I really like? It is uh it's like it's it's like war song. But that isn't right. It uh, maybe somebody can help me out. It's got like a musical title, um, but has the same kind of concepts as Advance Wars. It'll it'll maybe come to me. I will keep that in mind. <laughs> uh, more likes. Abigail says for the Hoaglings in Gamer Dino. That's right. We have Gamer Dino on our on our wall now. Uh, this trial reminds me of a scene in an Aaron Sorkin film, a particular one, or just generally Aaron Sorkin. Uh, it's heartbreaking. It is. It's a, it's a serious case. Uh, it's easy to provide a fair report when everyone can watch proceedings and everyone dislikes the defendant. I think it's a fair criticism. There aren't a lot of other sides on this uh, to try to appease or to get clicks from, but I still want to give credit. I still want to encourage uh, when I can. Thanks for covering the reporting on the trial. Watched a good part of the trial myself, but articles on the topic are always interesting. Uh, morning from Ontario, Canada. Good morning, Carrie Ann. Hope you're having a good one in Ontario. Uh, you can see co-counsel in chat a little bit here. Almost 2,000 people here. So this is all for you. Never take a hobby just as a hobby. You need to remember to take care of the poor creature. Oh, my goodness, Ardo. Oh, my goodness. Uh, closing arguments are going to be rough hearing the details again, but I hope today, however crazy it may get, leads to some healing and closure for the families. We can only hope so, right? I mean, you can't bring people back. That's that's, that's a problem with any kind of legal system, uh, but hopefully get some closure. Absolutely. Uh, Daniel Winterton, someone commented on Emily's stream that one of their friends was killed and they really appreciated being able to watch with community and commentary. Wow. Yeah, that's that's heavy um, to, to back to the future coin it. And I'm glad that a person like that was able to find a place um, on any channel. But but Emily's in particular, I know, is very cognizant of the commentary that she gives and the community that she keeps. Um, that can be um, that can be a, a decent place to be when you've got that situation. So that thank you very much for the super chat. I'm glad to know that. Um, so I really, really appreciate it. <clears throat> um, other people commenting here, if Wisconsin had the death penalty, Brooks would try a little harder to defend himself. He's cool with sitting in prison the rest of his life. He's been there before. That's possible. You know, I don't know. Rob's last Friday Night Frenzy has the link to all the verified GFM accounts for the victims, GoFundMes, uh, and their families if anyone wants. Um, yeah, go check that out. Absolutely. 
Uh, I went to a friend's house for dinner the other night. They had not even heard of the Brooks trial. That's actually why I had some of the references I had and why I was ready with at least the Wikipedia entry, because I just don't know what kind of the knowledge penetration is for my audience or for others online. Certainly in just the Hangouts portion to start this episode, we could see that so, so many people um, have been following this case uh, with some of my uh, YouTube colleagues. Uh, Song of War is not the one I'm thinking of. It's the one with the dog and the sword um, uh, that looks a lot more like Advanced War. Song of War is new. It's okay. It's a lot more like a Shining Force game or a Fire Emblem game than an Advanced Wars game. Um, but War Song might be right. It might be War Song. Uh, I can't. I can't remember it. Uh, we got War Tales. Uh, that's not it. <laughs> uh, we'll get it. We'll get it. We'll get it. Jojo with the $5 super sticker and the Bravo. Uh, what, what is that? It's some kind of pup, some kind of dog. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much, Jojo, for the support of the channel. Uh, <laughs> don't you worry, Ardo. I'm standing by with breakfast as soon as the stream is over from the other room. Um, all right, folks. Uh, the Advanced Wars game is Wargroove. Patrick, big win for you today, man. I appreciate it. Yes, I have it in my head as War Song something. Wargroove is an advanced war style game. It is very good. Warning, it's also pretty tricky, uh, but I really like that game. It's not a very expensive title. Check it out. You'll get your advanced wars fix until Nintendo deigns to release that finished game for us at any time that they're ready. Uh, but do check out Wargroove. That is one I really, really like. And folks, thank you for dropping in. We did have a very big episode today. A lot of interest, obviously, in this trial. As I said before, when we were done with the headline section, I do hope you go and you follow whoever you're going to follow, whatever is your best fit uh, for following this trial and the closing arguments, and the jury instructions, a lot of good commentary out there. I'll be probably following Emily's while I work on some transactional documents and help clients get through their business troubles uh, rather than the troubles you're seeing in these kinds of trials. But I really appreciate you dropping in for Hangouts and Headlines this morning. As I said, please do like, subscribe, hit those buttons. YouTube loves to know that we're having these conversations. And if you do that, you help tell people that uh, you didn't hate it. So that's all. The, all I really ask is a threshold is you didn't actively despise this content. And I think YouTube needs to know that it's really important that they hear that. Stephanie Coker, this case has shown has shows how domestic violence affects others. Uh, I think that's a part of the story here. So thank you for that super chat, Stephanie. Uh, and to everyone else, have a have a wonderful Tuesday, however you're spending it. Uh, now, Wednesdays, we don't have Hangouts and Headlines. Uh, so please do drop in for this show again on Thursday. Chances are we will have a virtual legality between now and then. Until then, everybody, have a great one. And thank you so much for dropping in on the conversation.